I've often said sometimes you just got to make the mistake yourself to really learn. However, I do believe it's critical to learn from others' mistakes. Enter Beneath K on Twitter. His pinned tweet is so good, and he goes over the mistakes he's made during eight years of experience in the market. I want to share that with you right after the FinTwit podcast intro. Hello everyone, I'm Guy LeBlanc and I'm just a regular Guy or guy with a passion for investing, business and everything in between. There are many accounts I follow on social media that I believe are doing a fantastic job of providing educational, motivational and entertaining content and my goal is to curate it so you can spend less time searching and reading online. This podcast is not meant to contain any financial advice. Please take everything with a grain of salt and do your own research. Now, put your earphones on, put the phone away, and it's time to go over Vinit's mistakes and what he has learned from them during his eight years of experience in the market. He starts off the thread by highlighting that this is purely based on his eight years of experience in the market. There might be some very basic mistakes and learnings, but it's a journey of very hard learnings and purely his. He also tagged Dr. Muthukrishnan and Vivek in the thread, and I assume this is because he follows them closely, as do I. They have great content and they are great accounts to follow if you want to learn about investing in the market and business. So I will add the links to their profiles in the show notes. The first mistake he highlights is having no plan. So he started investing in stocks to make money. No plan, no goal, just to make some money. He used to buy when he had money and sell when he needed it. Often the returns were two, three digit and he made hundreds of trades to achieve that. So what did he learn from this? Set a goal and keep investing to achieve. The second mistake he talks about is no capital allocation. He had not learned the basics of capital allocation. He believed all stocks were the same, small, mid, large cap. The result was his initial portfolio had 18 small and two large caps. What did he learn? He learned the hard way during the 2017-2018 small cap crash to allocate capital wisely. And I can't disagree with that. It's really tempting to for myself anyway, to invest in small caps because they always have the potential of um, 10 bagging or 30 bagging uh, compared to the large caps where you might only get 50% in a few years. But uh, at the same time, when those small cap crashes happen, you can lose a lot of money quickly. So the third one on his list, he mentions everything under the moon. And, and what he means by that is he followed stock suggestions over news and invested in basically every stock. At one point he had 52 stocks with limited capital. Even if the stock went up hundred percent, it never made big money. And what did he learn from that? Uh, he learned that it's not the quantity, it's the size of investment that matters. Money makes money. And it's great to diversify. And for some people that's what they need to do to succeed. However, if you over diversify and 52 stocks is arguably over diversifying, what happens is even if you catch a few big winners, you did not have enough money in those companies to really make a significant difference in your portfolio. What about chasing the upward stocks? 
He says with FOMO effect, he used to run after the stocks moving in circuits. He wanted to follow the herd and get rich quickly. What did he learn? Never chase a stock. In fact, never buy a stock at any price. Every stock is bound to get back to sanity someday. And I'll add, it really depends on the research that you've done in the fundamentals. It is possible that if a stock is going up, that it makes sense for you to buy. But in his case, I believe that he probably hadn't really done the work or the research to know what was going on and why that stock was going up. So I think it's really important to understand that if a stock is going up, you need to know why. So similarly, he also mentions another mistake, chasing the falling knives. So he mentions that there was a stock that fell 50% from 30 to 15 and he thought it was the best opportunity and kept on chasing and adding the stock. And what did he learn from that? It's a trap to chase falling knives without understanding the basic fundamentals. It comes down to the same reason why you should or shouldn't buy a stock that's going up. If there's momentum going upwards or downwards, you really need to understand what's causing that because it may stop or it may continue and, and that could be good or bad. So you really need to understand what was the catalyst or what is going on in that company to make that stock go in that direction. So another mistake that he mentions is that he fell in love with a stock and he gives the ticker, it's DHFL. He had this one in his portfolio and he loved it. Everything seemed rosy until one day. And at one point he was up 80% and he finally exited at an 80% loss as he couldn't accept losses earlier. And what did he learn? Never love a stock, always analyze regularly. And I think that's sort of a fine line. I think falling in love with a stock or really, really liking a stock has been great for some investors, but there could be a little bit of uh, lady luck on their side in those cases. Uh, it's, it's really hard to, to determine that. But you do, even if you love the stock, I guess you always need to analyze it regularly. And that's what he said. Like, if you fall in love with it, maybe you'll get lazy and not keep doing the research and keep uh, checking up on them. Uh, but I think that's something that you need to make sure you do. So for mistake number seven on his list, he says dump lump sum. So he used to dump lump sums in the markets when he had money. Uh, and he learned with multiple drawdowns that even good stocks will have bad days. So um, he feels like it's better to invest um, and in a way that you're benefiting from averaging. So not just taking all your money and throwing it at a stock, maybe throwing a little bit of money at it and seeing what happens. And if it goes down, then you can add to your position. He says another mistake was listening to others. So he used to take tips from people and thought it was their mistake when things went wrong. And then he'd unfollow them and follow someone else to get new tips. And, and this would repeat. So what he's learned was the mistake is in himself to follow someone and invest blindly. It's his money, his risk, and his mistakes. So I agree, we need to take responsibility for our actions when we are buying and selling stocks. It doesn't mean to 
not listen to others at all. It just means that you need to take everything with a grain of salt. The same, same thing I say about this podcast and uh, whatever that information you get, you need to verify it and you need to have your own views on it and learn as much as you can before you throw your money at a, at a company. This next mistake is actually one that he learned from a friend, Immortal Companies. So uh, his friend used to believe that Jet Airways uh, was the best airline in India, fastest growing. And, and what did he learn from that is that no company is immortal. You need to go back to basics, learning that investing is risky and really any stock can go to zero. Of course, some could take a long time and you'd probably see a lot of red flags before it got to that point. But the message is no company is immortal. I love this next mistake because I've done it a million times. Revenge trading. So he lost some money in a stock and wanted to get that money back in the same stock. So the revenge trading mentality put some pressure on him to take positions when there were none to be taken. So what did he learn? Stick to fundamentals, never go against them. Agreed. The next mistake on his list is using leverage. In 2016, he had a position in crude oil using margin. He slept with about three liters profit and crude dives overnight. In the morning, all the positions closed and he lost all the six liters that he had earned. What did he learn for him? Never use margins, only cash or none. And I don't use leverage as well either. I would not be able to sleep at night. Uh, I will say though, I think there's probably a place for it. And some people might be able to use it successfully, but I think it takes a very special personality to be able to do this, uh, especially long-term. I bet we've all made this mistake. Buy high, sell low. Even for companies with good fundamentals, he let his emotions drive decisions and he purchased stocks like uh, one company that was called Badgefin at 4,000 and he sold it around 2,500 because he panicked. Now, what did he learn? He, he learned never to sell in panic and basically not to sell unless the business story changes. In the next one on his list, he mentions to book profits early and leave losses forever. He used to book profits at 40, 50% levels, but losses he tend to go to 80, 90%. Emotional thinking of cutting the winners early led to very low returns, even with good stocks. What did he learn? Flip it, carry forward your winners and cut your losers. I've heard them say that a lot on The Motley Fool, so obviously... Uh, I do believe that this is good advice, but it's so hard to do. I think it takes a lot of experience and a lot of conviction to be able to avoid making this kind of mistake. Oh, I've done this one. Watching stock movements daily, and I still do it. I just can't stop it. So he used to watch the stock prices daily. He worried at 5% falls and got excited at 5% growth. In both cases, it got him to sell. Uh, so the mistake was to sell too early in both cases. So what did he learn? I don't watch the daily prices anymore, he says. He stays invested in the business and does not worry about the price. 
price will catch up sooner or later. I agree with that, but I still really feel the need to watch the prices every now and then. I will go days without watching it, but guilty. So this is a mistake that we not only do in investing, but we do this every day. A lot of us do this every day, comparing with others. So he used to compare with others, returns of 30 to 40% on Twitter and this led to much churn in his portfolio as he was seeking for more and more. So what did he learn? He learned to compare to himself, but learn from others and, and not feel the need to beat everyone every day. So lay a good approach to achieve your goals. Oh, I figured we'd have this one. Investing like gambling. And I'm a gambler, so this is one that I struggle with. He goes, he, he mentions that he invested in crypto for fun hoping that it would go up 100x. One of them grew 20x, but the amount that he invested in, he was doing this for fun, so it never yielded anything for the amount of time that he invested in it. It wasn't really worth it. So what did he learn in this case is, for him, there's no reason to invest for fun. Instead, he feels we should use our time elsewhere. And I agree 100%. Sometimes it's just like a guilty pleasure. I do this on DraftKings. I'll, I'll put in a, a few um, you know, $15 bets and I'll actually spend a lot of time doing the research to do that. But like, is it really worth my time? Maybe I have a lot of fun doing it, but I am not, I'm certainly not making enough money to justify that time. So he finishes off the thread by saying that he'll add more learnings over time. Some might sound foolish, but these are hard learnings as the outcome ended up being loss of time or money or even both. And he mentions that if we like the thread that we should share it to others and I will add the link to the thread in the show notes. I strongly encourage that you click on it and go through it and hopefully I, I did it justice, but it's not a bad idea to go over these mistakes more than once and uh, please share it with others. So retweet or, or however you like doing that. So to summarize the learnings, set your goals, learn the fundamentals of investing, know your risk, Allocate capital wisely. Never trust someone for stock suggestions. Stay invested. Don't overtrade. And never take leverage or use leverage to invest. So Vineeth kept learning from the mistakes, survived all these phases in the market, and now has built a good sizable portfolio with 10 stocks. Uh, he still makes mistakes and is still learning, but he's trying not to repeat the mistakes that he's learned from. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. This has been one of my favorite threads on Twitter. And I'm grateful that Beneath gave me the green light to share this with you today. I strongly encourage you to follow him on Twitter. I'll add the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay fit, stay rested, and have fun.